Welcome to Victorious Living. When things disturb us, the rest or the calm implies an unruffled or composed state of mind, even though things that can disturb us are present or is, is present. So that goes back to this point for us, folks, that Satan is after your mind. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing with us a message he's entitled, Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares, Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing. We're going to look tonight on Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing. Now, sometimes, I I shared this message some time ago, and uh, some people thought that when I using the word indifference that I was trying to say to them that they were backslidden. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. You become indifferent. How many of you have ever had an exercise class? Did you ever get indifferent to it? Like if you're going to go at five o'clock in the morning, there's just a lot of indifference in the room when you first get up in it. Yeah. That's what we mean, becoming indifferent to uh, what God has instructed us to do in order that he might make us to be who he's made us to be, or that we might enjoy and share in what he has given to us through Christ. So that's indifference is not a bad word. But let me give you a better definition of indifference, and, and it's simply this. Indifference is a lack of interest. People can lose their interest. You ever lost your interest in something? I was going to school, I lost interest in algebra on the first day. <laughs> I did. And then when it, when it got into geometry, I wasn't even in the ballpark. But I was indifferent to it. And I knew I had to do it but I was so much indifferent to it that I didn't even like to go to the class. But I knew what they were, as I said, I knew they were, they're going to teach me something if they could. And so, you know, sometimes you can teach, 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 but you, the people ain't listening, listening, listening. <laughs> so we understand that too. So let's look at it tonight. Indifference robs us of God's blessing. In other words, if you don't, if you, if you want next year to be better than this year, or you could say, well, this has been a good year, but how many of you believe and know that God can make it better? Because your best year is not the best that God can do. And so if we say we want the best or the better for our life, our situations next year than it was this year, then there is something that we need to step up in in order to make that come to pass that gives God a the uh, permission, can I say it that way, gives God the permission to do what's necessary in order to make it come to pass in my life. Amen. How many of you know that we work with God, that we are co-laborers together with God? God's not just doing everything 
by himself. So much of what God does for us, we are working in league with him, or we could say it this way, we're working in league with his word. So he, there are things that God does, uh, you know, that, that just he, 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 he alone does it. But most of the things that really brings us up higher is when we are working with him in, uh, in, in the instruction that we receive uh, from the word. Let's begin tonight in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and the first and second verses, and we'll read it here. Hebrews chapter four, verse one and two. And uh, let us therefore fear. Now this word fear, of course we've learned this through, through, uh, through the years and time. When it uses the word fear, it's not, it's not like somebody being afraid, like, like, like if, you, if there's a mad dog shows up in your yard, you are fearful to go out in the yard, you know, that kind of thing. Here, this word fear, it means to be earnest in effort and application. It said, let us therefore be earnest in effort and application of the word of God. So it's not enough just to know what the Bible says, but it, what is important is to know how much of what the Bible says that I'm doing that will cause God to do what he's already promised us that he, he would do. So he said, let us therefore fear or be earnest in effort and application, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Now, if you study that rest out, now I know, uh, I know we oftentimes we'll refer back to the Old Testament, you know, where Israel failed to enter into the promised land and because of their disobedience. But the rest that we have today is the rest that God, through Christ, purchased for us on Calvary, on the cross. And he purchased uh, so much to talk about, which we're not going to go so much in that direction tonight, I don't think. So he said, let us therefore be earnest in effort and application, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, or we could say it this way, perhaps, a promise of us entering into this covenant relationship that brings to our life what Jesus purchased for our life on Calvary or on the cross. And so uh, if I ever get off of this first sentence here, I'll move forward. Let us therefore fear or be earnest in effort and application, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Which, which means simply this, it's there for them, but they came short of uh, doing what was necessary or doing everything that God instructed them to do in order to walk into the fullness of the rest, R-E-S-T, that uh, he had provided for Israel, but has provided for us today in Christ. Verse two, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Now, Paul, many believe Paul is the writer of the book of Hebrews. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached, talking to those on this side of the cross and making reference to those that were on the other side 
of the cross or, or before the coming of Christ and before Jesus did his redemptive work. For unto us was the gospel preached unto those people there that after the cross, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them back there. But the word preached them or in this particular time period uh, did not profit them. Now notice what it says, but the word preached did not profit them. So there is the possibility that we could hear the word and hear the word and hear the word, but yet not profit from the word or not profit in what the word says belongs to us. And there has to be a reason because I don't believe, and I don't think any of us here believe that God's said he did it for us. And now he's holding it away from us. We don't, we don't buy in, into that at all. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So there, there in that verse of scripture, you could go in a lot of different directions, but once again, there's some things that, that leap out of there is our obedience to God. Another thing is that the word we hear, we don't mix faith with it, so it does not profit us. And so that's what, uh, that's what Paul's simply saying to him is, the word preached did not profit them because they did not mix faith with it. So that goes to this point that the more we can learn about faith and the more we learn after we learn after we learn, then it then when we add it to our walk with God, it's very profitable. There's a lot of profit in it. There's a lot of increase involved in it for us individually and collectively. There's just a lot of increase that God wants to give us. So we could say it like this. There is a rest, R-E-S-T. There is a rest or a spiritual calm that belongs to the believer. What I'm talking about is fear. And fear and faith will never work together. It just won't work together. You know, you can't have half one, half the other. You can have a little bit of fear and a little bit of faith, or a whole lot of faith and a little bit of fear. They just don't work together. And the analogy that we've used is that oil and water won't mix. You, you can stir it and stir it and heat it and cool it and stir it again, and it just don't mix. So faith and fear doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't mix. And so that's why we learn as much as we possibly can about faith so that we can be sure that our faith is at a level that it pushes all of the fear out so that the profits or the benefits or the blessing of God can actually not only just be a promise to us, but can come to us and integrate it into our lives so that we enjoy it. And this is what is, I think is part at least, what is said here, what I, the statement that I made, there is a rest or a spiritual calm. If I'm calm and confident, you know what's that? What's calm, cool, and collected, or whatever. If I'm calm and cool spiritually, guess what? There's not room left for fear, fear to come in there. And so there is a rest or a spiritual calm that belongs to the believer. 
And uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take precaution to things, you know, that, that, that could be out there that could do you harm. But we are calm as we approach that. We're calm and in peace with the word of God as we operate our lives with the word of God. And so uh, when things disturb us, the rest or the calm implies an unruffled or composed state of mind, even though things that can disturb us are present or is, is present. So that goes back to this point for us, folks, that Satan is after your mind. Satan is after your thoughts, our thoughts, your thoughts, our thoughts. Satan is after how you think. That's why he wants you to, uh, wants to confuse the mind of God's people. And so you can go over here at this place and hear one thing preach and come over here and hear another thing preach and go over here and hear another thing preach and all three of them are different. Satan wants to confound, confuse the minds of God's people so that you really don't know sometimes what you do believe. Or you really haven't experienced what God has promised you because you haven't walked in this place of calm and quietness and rest and assurance. The Bible says, hold fast to your confidence. So if we have confidence in God, we're going to be rested or in his rest. It's our hope that today's message, Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 47, today's special number, 47. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.